Good morning, everyone. This is Lou Weiss from Manufacturing Talk Radio podcast and video. Uh, today, Tim Grady, my co-host, he's uh, under the weather, so I'm uh, doing a solo show with Tim Fiore, the committee chair for the Institute of Supply Management, and uh, we are going to be reporting on the manufacturing report on business. The number came out uh, about an hour or two ago. Uh, welcome aboard, Tim. Yeah, thanks for having me, Lou. Well, today is going to be a different kind of report, I gather. So why don't we get to it? Okay, so uh, for your watchers and listeners, we came in at 46.3, the weakest number in the last three years, I guess, since the pandemic. Since, well, maybe maybe even since we started the decline in 2019. So I, I know I, it's in the report, but the- I did see a number 2020. 2020, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, th I think the headline, I'm gonna give you the headline first. Uh, and there's really two, and it leads into the summary of the report. So the first one is, for the first time in many, many, many months, we have a near equal amount of companies commenting about reducing their headcount as those that are hiring. That's the that's the biggest the first time we've seen that since this whole thing started. We've been running pretty much a two to one which means for every three companies that are giving me comments, two of them are hiring and one isn't. We're now close to one-to-one, -one, so call it one-to-one. -one. That's a clear change that the uh, the manufacturing community is now realigning themselves to allow the quits to happen, a trip down to a lower level, put hiring freezes in place. The three elements I look for are two, those two, you know, trading down to a lower level, freezing hiring, and then layoffs. But the layoff number has been pretty consistent. It's about a third of the total in that in that bucket. But it seems, you know, my my notional comment from going through the comments in the month of March is that it seems to be getting more urgent. So the second thing is that the manufacturing inventory number dropped to 47.5. That was my biggest surprise of the month. It's like, wow, that's a huge drop. Uh, you know. You would you know, when you expand inventory. There's a the, according to the PMI that means you're expanding, getting ready for the future. When sure. you contracting inventory, there's only a couple of reasons for that. The, the you know the one the one that the first one that we've been living with for a long time is that they couldn't get enough product. Well, that clearly has changed with a with the suppliers delivering faster than they have in a long time, and they've been doing that now for a long time. So what's happening is the panelist companies are paying much more attention, managing how much of that inventory they're actually taking. We've talked several times now about the total supply chain inventory, which includes the amount of open orders that are out there from over-ordering. That has pretty much been burned off now. You know, the backlog, we've been working backlog, working overdue. It's been seven months. I got to say, most of the over-ordering is done. The second thing is, Customer inventory, how much inventory of mine does my customer have? And I like to stay in the too low area. I like to stay in the way too low area. And right now we're sitting in the low end of just right. It's getting awfully close to 50, which kind of says that my customers 
aren't going to allow me to ship what I want to ship. They're going to stop me from doing that, which is not a good thing for the future. The third element here is a manufacturing inventory. How much of my supplier's goods am I holding of theirs? And usually a high number means I'm getting ready for the future, or it means I'm having to take stuff that I don't want to take. In this case, it's actually dropping. So that to me is a function of the really effective way that supply managers have managed that total supply chain inventory. They're not having to take the extra inventory because we've been able to step ourselves down in terms of output over the last nine months to meet our current needs, which I think is a good thing because you know whatever comes in the future, interest rate rises, you don't want to have a liquidity issue. And you know, we've had so many of these that were liquidity issues. This one has not been a liquidity issue. The bank issue that popped up about two, three weeks ago had the perspective, the potential of being a liquidity issue. We'll see where all that works out. Banking liquidity is a bit different than manufacturing liquidity. But I think you know we've been able to manage the total supply chain inventory so well that we burned off all the overordering. Our customers are now at the low end of just right. They're not at the high end of just right or they're not at the low end of too high, which, okay, that's good. And we're not taking a bunch of inventory on the manufacturing floor that we don't want. So all that says is that when we ended last year, we did our forecast. And, and we said that the first half would be lumpy. The second half would be a recovery period. And it'd be a pretty strong recovery based on the amount of hiring that we expected to do. Well, I think the slow, the soft landing, the slow slowdown, I don't know if I mentioned this, We've only had a three or four point decline since October. That's a really slow slowdown. Uh, you know, and, and the manufacturing is pretty cyclic. And, and we're not really cycling. We're moving one, one and a half points. And you know, even before then, we stepped down slowly. So, you know, I think now the, the panelist companies are getting ready for a longer, slow period, which says that, you know, July, August probably is not going to be strong months. They usually are not strong months anyway from a manufacturing standpoint. There's a seasonal factor that comes into play there. But I, I think based on what I'm seeing now and you know, thinking that we we're going to hang around 48 to 52, we're now well below 40, 48, that this thing is going to extend out now into Q3, and we probably won't see a recovery until Q4. That's kind of that's kind of the whole thing in a nutshell. And the last thing is. You know, I do follow the percent of industries that are 45 or less. So we peaked out at 32%, I think, in December. In January, we dropped down to 25. In February, we dropped down to 10. We went back to 25 in March. So and the biggest reason for that is food and beverage went in, and that's almost 10%. So that was a big, and, and it didn't go in heavy, it went in. Okay, we'll see what happens in March. But, you know, the, the point here is that for me, 45 is a real break number. You get below 45, you got to really be concerned. 43 is a real serious number. The 45 is a, a real break number. And we're at 46.3. We're only 1.3 points off of 45. How much of uh, what is going on has to do with inflation and interest rates as the Fed Reserve has been playing with? Well, that's a good question. You know it's impacting investment. Now, I don't sure. think it's impacted profitability yet. I'm anxious for the earnings season to start. You know, we're now in that month. I'm, I'm curious to see how companies have gotten through Q1 at high prices. 
you know, we started the year, we were still fairly confident that we were push, we were able to push through higher input costs. You know, one of the indicators of the Fed doing its job is layoffs. And then, you know, price reductions, cost reductions, which means you're not going to be able to push price increases through. And, I, I, you know, I, I'm getting some comments from the panelists that they're having a little bit more difficulty, but it's not to the point where I can say it's clear. But I think the earnings calls are going to be a really big eye opener on that. What what are they really forecasting? We were the, the, mar, the, the, the manufacturing community was very positive about 2023 when they closed 2022 in January, even though we had already gone through eight months of increasing interest rates. We'll see now what the first quarter has done to their confidence that, you know, they're going to be able to maintain a decent profit level. Uh, earnings per share will be where they targeted or there's a change underway. But, you know, uh, uh, almost a one-to-one -one higher to fire ratio. We haven't seen that since the pandemic began. Uh, you know, manufacturing inventory down so low. All 10 sub-indexes in negative territory. All 10. And not 49.5. So, I, I, you know, I got to say, I'm expecting to hunker down here for, you know, rough, a much lumpier rough period than I thought a couple months ago. But we don't hear a whole lot about the R word, recession. No. It's like disappeared off the horizon. Well, uh, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't bother counting the comments that comment about that because they're notional. We all have them. We all, with all the media firing at, when, when's it starting? Did it already start? Are we already in it? I mean, uh, you talk yourself into it. So I don't, I don't bother right. even counting the comments, but I, I get a lot of co headline comments about, well, federal interest rates is going to slow things down. So you, you know that that's what's being talked about on the factory floor and in the management team meetings, that everybody's waiting for this. And right. I think, so you don't want to get hung out there with a lot of labor. So the best way to get rid of labor is to kind of let everybody know that, hey, we may have a, a rough period starting here and let it all a trit down. Let it a trit down. This way you're not paying huge severance. And then the other thing is make sure you're not taking material that you can't use because nobody wants to get stuck with stuff for what generally might be one to three months. They don't want to be sitting on it for six because that cash flow number will become really important if we had hit a more serious downturn. I think there's no doubt we're in a downturn, but it, it has not been dramatic. And you know we talked about this the last couple of months is there's two schools of thought. Take a slow landing or take it all paying at once. Well, the slow landing isn't getting to that inflation number. That's one of the two Fed prime objectives. It's not getting there. And with our pricing number at 49 and some change, I, I would have to say it's not going to get there. So what are they going to do about that? They, they need to get down to you know two and maybe some maybe they'll go come up to two and a half percent at some point but you saw the pce you saw the cpi you, you saw the ppi i think the pce came in at 4.6 that's twice as high as they want it to be so what, what are they going to do one interesting uh index is the machine tool order index which has been pretty strong uh considering that everything else is uh, sort of falling slowly to the wayside, machine tool index numbers uh, generally are predicting what's coming down the road uh, six to nine months from now, which brings it to the third and fourth quarter, which uh, supports what you said earlier. Uh, but uh, so there are certain segments, and I don't know where machine tool order 
companies fit in your report unless it's under miscellaneous manufacturing. <laughs> I think it's the machinery. I mean, machinery is our biggest capital intensive business. Uh, and That's you know, we strong. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're 51, you know, up from yeah. the 40s, 49. And, you know, it, we it's actually the best number we've had since October, but it's been hanging around 48 and some change in 51. Right. It's not, it hasn't really been back in October, it's 55. Right. So, but but the new look at the new order level, we've been below fifty since October. Yeah, and it's generally that stuff is long lead time too. You know, yes, it is. Not a yes, lot of it's built to stock, but some of it is. White goods is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, farm equipment is built built to stock. You know, yellow goods. So, what are some of your uh, uh, panelists uh, saying? I, I saw some interesting uh comments uh so why don't you kind of run run, run down that yeah so uh you know the headline sentiment which is how we feel about the future is uh is pretty low it's less than two to one so uh you know for every three companies one is not so positive two are and that but we've been hanging there for a while actually january was worse it was almost one to one but I've also tracked this, the softening comments. And, and, you know, we peaked in the softening comments at 31% in December. We're still sitting at 25%. Orders are soft. Orders are soft. Which means that mm -hmm. order books are not refilling. You know, which means backlog is declining. Da, 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 da. Um, general comments around labor. You know, still there's comments around uh, having some difficulty in finding labor. But I think it's, I think it's really like a rifle shot. You know, like like I said, our hire to fire ratio uh, is almost one to one. The quits number is the lowest. The last two months, the quit percent number is the lowest that we've had since I've been tracking it. And I've been tracking it since August of 21. So it seems like the quit side is diminishing. And, you know, you eventually, we talked about this before, you eventually talk yourself into not quitting for a dollar raise because, you know, the, the last one is the first one now. It's kind of interesting. Uh, all metals and forge group, our manufacturing sector uh, for our company, uh, we're having a hard time hiring people. Uh, but e what's even worse than that is we have a hard time having people show for their interview. It's uh, the highest percentage is no shows. It's amazing. I don't get it. Don't get it. I just don't get it. I've never seen it to the degree that it has become. Well, I think we've lost a lot of discipline. I, I think that, you know, I'm going to make a generalized statement here that, uh, especially the newer entrants, that they don't fully appreciate the value of a, of a good job. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and they've been able to kind of just stay home when they feel like it and walk out when they feel like it. I think all that needs to change. It's not a healthy environment. And but it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time. And I, and that that's also a supporting comment around a more drastic quote recession. Is that if we don't get to one where we have significant layoffs, people aren't going to change their attitudes. You you can see what's happening too now around returning to work. More and more companies are saying, "I want you in at least three days out of the week." I mean, think about it. A year and a half ago, it's like, well, who's going to make that decision? Well, now. We're saying it more, but if we hit a recession period, we'll be able to insist on it. And 
And I think the future is really, at least for office workers, is three days in, maybe two days home, or four days in, one day home. I, I don't think we're all going to have to show up back in the office again. But all staying working from home, that's going to be a small percent because people are getting more and more concerned here about you know what it's really meaning to their company culture. And we're three years into this now, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, three... When we and talked about this three years ago, it was like, wow, what's, what's going to happen three years? And we're in it now. We're there. And, and I think, frankly, that COVID is what's caused this malaise of, well, I think I'm going to stay. Now nah, I'm not going to go for that job. I'm not going to go for that interview. They don't even call. Yeah. They don't even call. I can't believe it. And, and well, you know, they're all youngsters. <laughs> youngsters meaning mid to late. 30s they don't call they don't show amazing they should know better they should know better you know well we've we've had a a, yeah this has been the most unusual upset ever and we'll we're still being impacted by it especially when it comes to people's attitudes well i personally i think that uh, this is the new normal and i think it's going to last us for several years it's already three years yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, but it's only been about nine months since we can kind of walk around and not feel like we had to have a mask on all the time. Right. right Isn't right. it about nine months, maybe? About that. About that. Yeah. My wife still walks around with a mask. Yeah, that's I don't her choice. I don't, I don't know who she is. Are you my wife? You know, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I see him down here in Florida, too. But it's, well, you remember the day when you had to. Jeez. The gloves. Yeah. Yeah, I never did the talks. Wasn't that long ago? I washed my hands ninety-two times a day, but no yeah. talks. So, so what do you what do you see for uh, next month? Another drop? Forty-five? Well, I'm kind of reluctant. You know, I was saying forty-eight fifty-two. We're you know we're clearly off of that number. Uh, I think we're in a period here. That I don't see why demand would come back automatically yeah so you yeah. can almost argue that geez i mean we've been working off of all this overdue and with reduce reduce rates and at this point now the customers are have enough of it okay so i i guess i would say more of the same i'm i'm hoping we stay above 45 you know this could have been just a slow decline to a 43 yeah maybe bottom out at 45 and a little trough like I was hoping last month was uh, the sign of a little bit of a recovery, but, you know, clearly not. And we seem to be doing these two month cycles. It's, you know, we seem to be coming down, recover a little bit, then come down again. It seems to be in that kind of wavy kind of thing. Well, we're going to keep our fingers crossed. Uh, Any parting words besides gloom and doom? Well, I think, I think we're going to see more layoffs. Well, we'll, I'll tell you what, you know, you're going to see more layoffs. I think we don't have people fully appreciating their job yet. Uh, I I think we're not going to see a liquidity uh, problem in the manufacturing sector because we worked our way through. Uh, And I think we've worked off all of that backlog to the point now where we need to address headcount. Like I said, the biggest thing now is earnings season. See what the earnings look like. And and uh, and that's April. So I'm really anxious to see what what uh, what you know the next month is going to read because there's going to be a lot of elements in there. And I 
I can't really predict it, but I don't I don't see it recovering. So we're going to leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Tim, thank you very much for joining us and everybody who's listening to us. Tune in next month to hear Tim with his uh, prognostications. And in two days, we're going to have Anthony Nieves, who's going to give us the report on services, um, which lately has been uh, pretty good. So we're going to have to wait another couple of days. Tim, thank you for joining us. Uh, let's get your numbers up, buddy. Okay. Thanks, Lou. Thanks for having me. All righty. You, you be well. Everyone, thank you very much. And we'll see you next time on Manufacturing Talk Radio Podcast. Thanks much. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.